Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Saturday, April the 13th, uh, we do thank you for joining us from whichever part of the world you are listening from. It's uh, 9.02 Eastern Time, and uh, I believe it's 2 p.m. in the British world, our British friends in the United Kingdom, 15 hours in Zambia, Good afternoon, Zambia. Good afternoon, South Africa. Thank you for joining us. And it's evening time in Western Australia and the Pacific world. I believe we have uh, Mr. Sakala joining us today. That is exciting. It's been a while since we had Mr. Sakala on the show for some time. And uh, that was Ephraim opening our show. He is going to be doing a U.S. tour shortly. He is going to be in Dallas, Maryland, D.C. area, Pittsburgh, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Welcome to the show. This is Nathan Inkama from the great state and city of Dallas in Texas. The Zambian government uh, launched its uh, diaspora policy a few weeks, uh, or, uh, specifically on April 4th, if, if I may put it that way. And there were there are a lot of things that <laughs> need to be understood when you're talking about uh, Zambian issues or Zambian policy in particular. And what what I wanted us to do today, we're going to go straight into a discussion. In previous shows, we sort of like uh, look at uh, um, what we are going to do at the bottom of the hour or 15, 20 minutes into the show. There's a lot of material to cover on this program today. So that's why I felt that we just go straight into the show. Uh, There is a tendency to overlook what has transpired or input that people have made into something over a period of years for it to be completely formulated and come to a point where you have what they are calling a Zambian diaspora policy. What we decided to do is to invite our friends and our colleagues that have been involved in this process for many years. There have been uh, a number of organizations and groups of Zambians that have been involved in this process for a number of years. And one such group of people who were behind the scenes uh, doing things was uh, a group called Zambia Diaspora Connect. So I invited these friends, these guys, so that we can talk about how things started and stuff like that. And these are not strangers. We, we've had these gentlemen before on this show. They are regulars. They believe in this vision. They support us. And uh, the only thing is they are Canadians. Oh, Zambian Canadians, if I may put it that way. I like having people from my neighborhood. Kanale uh, Sachasaya, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? <laughs> Don't beat me up for saying they are Canadians, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing trouble, uh, my friend. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in you know, trouble, yeah, right? No, I'm, I mean I'm. I'm half Zambian. I'm half Canadian, so that's okay. It's the reality. I, I, I understand. And uh, the the other gentleman who causes a lot of fire on social media is Musaba. Hi, Musaba. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Chester. Uh, Good morning, Sava. <laughs> I think this number, which is, I believe this is Mr. Sakala from Japan. Is this you, Mr. Sakala? It's showing anonymous. Yeah, yeah. 
Can you hear me? How are you? Yes, we can. How are you? Thank you. Um, it's well, been a long well, time. time. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, excellent. And uh, yeah. excellent. And then our usual contributors, Matilda here, uh, Dr. Mons- Dr. Patrick, Dr. Monsanje. Uh, we shall be getting into that. Gentlemen, what I would like us to do is to do a little bit of retrospective because you can't just, people need to understand how we have come or gotten to this point, okay? And first question I would like to ask is, uh, um, please share with us when and what prompted the formation of Zambia Diaspora Connect. Whom should I throw this to Musaba? Do you want to go first, Musava? Uh, no, go, go first, Chasa. You can go first. Okay. So, um, in my Zambia Diaspora Connect came up after um, a period of time when there were efforts spread across um, the world by Zambians in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of us, really, the, the most uniting point was about dual citizenship. And, okay. um Yeah, so, and primarily, all of us in different cities across the world, in different countries, were fighting to get this uh, done. And then from there on, of course, what that fed into was, the, uh, or would be the impact of, of uh, diaspora Zambians getting involved in Zambia, um, investing, uh, also uh, fighting for businesses uh, outside Zambia, but for Zambian companies to be involved. And, um, um, so from our side, uh, it really came up from a collision of efforts for a lot of other people. And uh, prior to the formation of Zambia Diaspora Connect, there were efforts, at least I can speak for uh, Zambians in, in Canada, um, mm-hmm. the, the Zambian Canadian Foundation was quite instrumental in fighting for citizenship. First of all, um, in a formalized way. It, it's something we all used to talk about. Uh, but um, prior to that, I think people do recall that we have had this issue of fighting uh, to get a constitution that speaks to the people of Zambia, a constitution that stands the test of time. And um, in that came the Mongomba Commission, and then mm-hmm. later on was the NCC. Uh, so during the time of the NCC, um, Zambians in Canada, um, at least our elders, uh, took it upon themselves to put up a group that would make a submission. Uh, I do know uh, individuals like uh, Dr. Kaila Mulenga, uh, Dr. Sam Sikaneta, um, Mr. Tsangaputa Chekwe, and a lot of others were very instrumental that they, the imp- that they needed to have an input in this. And one of the ways that they tried to do was to make a submission to the NCC and um, so that was one effort. The other okay. effort, of course, for us as, as you know, individuals, I, I, for people who know my involvement in, in music, uh, was always that I, I really made sure that uh, whenever I had the opportunity um, to call Zambia without so I was out promoting my, my, my music or other uh, artists' music, was to talk about how important it is for uh, Zambians outside to be engaged in, in our country because we... Um, see things different, but also the things we have learned that can add value to our country. And so you'd find um, um, we would go on Radio Phoenix, 
uh, and thankfully mm-hmm. at the time, Mr. Frank Mutubila was with the Phoenix, so he would give us an opportunity to talk about diaspora issues. Uh, one of the okay. main uh, events I remember was when the late President Mwanawasa died. Um, you know, we, we, we were given an opportunity to, to express our condolences. And feeding into that, of course, we then brought up other issues where the diaspora Zambians would be relevant to, to the course. And, of course, citizenship was cardinal. And then began a whole series of um, engagements where now and again, if ever I was in Zambia or Mr. Putajeko was in Zambia, would go on TV to talk about how important this issue was yeah. to, to Zambians. So that's really a summary. But then mm-hmm. coming back to the formation of Diaspora Connect, I think it was about 2008, somewhere there, where uh, then Paul Upunga, who was studying in Australia, he was working, he was on a, a government economist, but working, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, studying in Australia. Uh, as part of his work, he was trying to see, or at least gauge diaspora interest in outside and how, you know, because there have been previous attempts. And also, I have to mention that um, even as I speak that, you know, we were part of a group that actually um, spoke on diaspora issues. There were others before us, and there have been others across. So it just happened that maybe um, for us we were uh, at a time when things came together. So that I have to make a correction. It's not that there's anything special about us or, or anything like that. And so when Paul Punga sent out this email, it was to a whole group of um, Zambians across the world, and then began discussions. And I think eventually what came up was, what's the next point? What do we do next? And um, from then on, the, the idea was born that maybe we need to formalize this setting. The, the, the good thing was because all of us were spread across the world. So you had people yeah. in... Um, uh, Australia, of course, then people in Sudan, in Kenya, I do remember Mr. Jones Pakateni, um, Cholom Kangas in, in England, um, Tandiwe Chihana, um, a number of people. So we began meeting, having Skype meetings just as a formal group, and then so Zambia Diaspora Connect was born. So in short, it came up as a collective effort of previous efforts, and that was the group. And then the main thing was that we realized that having had Paul, who was a government employee, because the frustration was that, you know, these government people, they never listen. The government does not listen to us. We have been happening on this thing for decades, but nobody listens. And um, he tried to use his point that, well, I think maybe sometimes uh, I'm in this position, part of my work, why government has sent me, part of me is also to gauge diaspora interest outside. And so mm-hmm. on that score, Trust me, and I think that really how this group was born. Okay, so Musaba uh, here, uh, we are looking at people, a group of Zambians living abroad, different continents, communicating by email. Is that right? Yes. So those emails, Skype, and it's really how. Sorry, Musaba can answer, but just. At the time, Skype was the in thing then that we used to use. So, Musala, take over. So. Okay. So, Musala, yes. explain to us the issues. I know Chasai has alluded to diocesanship, engagement, and all those things. 
just give us a preview of how these, how you guys were, 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 were doing things and what was going on. Okay. Uh, first, first, I think one of the reasons uh, for Diaspora Connect, I mean Connect, and in line like Chasaya gave a very good summary, right, uh, because we have to acknowledge definitely that there were other people who were involved. And, and, mm -hmm. and I think following most of the emails that, that were coming, uh, we have made submissions before. If you look at how Chasaya mentioned the history, we have looked, we had looked at the history of how submissions were sent in, either by email, by letter, or phone calls, and things like that. So this time, there was a suggestion that why can't we each region sponsor an individual, mm -hmm. right? So that we make submissions in person. Because okay. this time, people have to see that we are trying to do something in person. Now that was okay. wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 let me ask you something here before I lose this thought. When you say we were making submissions, who in government and which department were you specifically dealing with? No, at this time I'm, I'm not speaking as Zambia Diaspora Connect. I'm speaking as Zambia okay. in the diaspora. Uh -huh. Just like uh -huh. Chasaya mentioned that there were a lot of people making these submissions, right? Mm. And we thought we're not getting, you know, like when you drop a stone in a hole and you don't hear anything back, something like that. <laughs> so it it was at this point, I think, Chasaya as well, even though the mm -hmm. situation had come that uh, we can, each say Canada buys a ticket for one person, the U.S. buys a ticket, something like that. Okay. But however, people like Chasaya and other guys were working in the background that ensure that we can actually manage that without, which I think Chasaya can speak to later, to have people actually go there and, and do something. However, when it comes to Zambia's diaspora connect as well, mm. um, the, the, the main factor, or the, uh, not the main factor, was like one of the objectives was that we need to have a group that is not really political, like you are not bidding for the government. And mm -hmm. as well as we have to have a structure, not just like, you know, people lose interest easily, you know, as, as what has happened in the past. So there was commitment that people were actually spending their own money, you see what I mean, um, and time, and working up, like as I said, we structured, um, we picked a time that we could meet, I think, I don't know if it was every two weeks or every month, uh, with people in Australia, Europe, and, you know, here uh, every morning uh, and have a discussion. So basically, that's what used to happen. Okay. Mr. Sakala, at, uh, at this point, where are you in the picture? Oh, yeah. Um Okay, I was waiting for Tosaya uh, to, <laughs> um, uh, maybe to talk about the events that led to the point at which I actually got involved. But I, at that point, I was just like on the sidelines. I remember getting involved mm -hmm. with some of the discussions on the 
Connect Forum, and I remember getting involved with uh, talking about things like education and others, but I wasn't very much involved until I think sometime in 2000, it was at the end of 2008 or early 2009, mm. um, when, uh, and at this point I'd like to, to say that the major, there were basically three very important factors that worked. Uh, one was the, uh, as the name con suggests, the connect. Yes. But the, the connections, the contact, I think personal contacts were very key. Uh, Josiah is a childhood friend. <laughs> we from the Buddha West together. So he always... Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> he would... Uh, he was... Uh, I know he did a lot of work, and but then he would uh, get in touch with me and... Um, uh, 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 I would get in touch with him, and then the time came when um, they, there was a time when they wanted to do something. That is when Porupong was involved, and then uh, things sort of took off. There was the other factor, which was the timing. Um, mm. The time, the, the timing was right at that time, 2009, and uh, of course that was. Uh, because a lot of work had been done, the foundation had been built, such that uh, when the opportunity came, we were able to make good use of it. And, okay. Uh, that's how, yeah, at that point. Uh, I, I think I'll talk about the race later. Yeah, this is what I want us to do. Everybody listening, welcome. Those listening online, uh, for those who may not, Mr. Sakala is joining us from Japan. Mr. Simon Sakala, those who may not know him, uh, these are the early people who used to participate in this show, but I think he got busy. The part of Zambia Diaspora Connect and the Zambian Diaspora Community from the Pacific World, what we are doing this morning, everybody, is that the Zambian government, of course, has produced this uh, being called diaspora policy. Uh, what most of us or most people need to understand is that this is not just special to Zambia, okay? This came out of a diaspora summit that was held in South Africa, by, initiated by the African Union, and Zambian and African governments were encouraged to do this. And it's encouraging what the African Union is doing. Lasakala, you, you are joining us from very far, and you haven't been here for a while. I want to maximize your time here. Uh, I don't know what okay. you would say about this. I don't know where the Chiruba government stood on diaspora policy, Mwanawasa, Arabi, and the Sata. I don't know. May I, just, this is a, I want to get your personal view. You are not speaking as a representative of any organization or whatever. I don't know. Just run down through Chiruba, Mwanawasa, Arabi, Sata. We'll come to the endeavor, of course, later, later on. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm not really in a position to uh, say much about that. I I wasn't mm -hmm. very much um, informed about the, uh, uh, the, the the different presidents' uh, commitment or thought about the issue of the uh, diaspora. But and uh, I just came in just before the Indaba, 
and uh, mm -hmm. well, which led to the uh, fact that we got involved with President and Rupia Banda. And uh, yeah, and after meeting with him, uh, which you did before, uh, and by the way, the, uh, the Indo, the, 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 how it came to be involved in the Indo was a, I think the Zambia Dorsal Connect was trying to organize some events and we were looking for sponsors. And it just happened okay. at that time that, uh, that I, through some other uh, issues, I got in touch with uh, 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 pre uh, the president um, uh, band at that time. And mm -hmm. then, so when we were looking for sponsors, it just happened just soon after, as soon after I'd been involved with with uh, that, that we discussed this issue of raising funds and raising sponsors. Then I said, oh, wow, I just happened to have this uh, contact now. And maybe I could use this to, we could use this to raise an issue. So that's how we got it across to uh, State House. And then that time there was Dr. Richard Chembe, who was the uh, economic advisor to President Panda. And then, so we want we the well saying that we wanted how could you come in and help us, the diaspora with this project? That's when they came back and said, actually we're going to have the Indaba. Why don't we get some of you people to come here? So that's and then okay. that was that hit uh, an impact. And this, then this when we got involved with the state house that they showed a lot of interest and they they, they made some of the requests that we made. And uh, we're able to have uh, some meeting with them, and yeah, that, that, that's uh, all I can say up to that time. Okay, excellent. Uh, you want to add on, Musaba Mchasahe? Yes, I think it's very important to sort of understand context. Um, I know today, this year is uh, 2019, <laughs> yes. April, and um, Exactly, the, the endeavor was held in light of, uh, for those who will remember, uh, of the global economic crisis. So the country was looking for solutions um, outside, and it just happened that they uh, were in touch with us. And I think just to help out Simon, you asked him about <laughs> what positions previous presidents had as regards the diaspora. Yeah. I, I, I cannot remember much about Dr. Chuluba, but I do know that the late President Mwanawasa uh, said, uh, I think you people who work outside there, those who have failed. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> then they, they go outside, yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was always this thing, I mean, it's always been there. You left us, you, there's a notion that maybe, you know, we are, we are arrogant, uh, we, we think we are better than people at home, and so it's been a back and forth issue. Uh, so I, I definitely know the late president's opinion. He, he even though he had friends across, uh, he, I think his opinion was that you know, he was very not forthcoming. Yeah. And um, as regards President Banda, um, I think for him having worked as a diplomat, uh, he had a soft spot for the diaspora. Um, so which brings us to. Uh, 2009, Simon has alluded to that we were actually looking for to have an event, um, and 
that event, of course, I, I still have to mention the fact that there are all these efforts going across uh, yes, the world. Yes, yes. Yes, you know, so it's not a one thing. But I think for us, we're, we're, we're quite aggressive. Musaba um, would be in So this, this, okay. event, this event, Chasaya, what, what, were, were, what were you trying to do? Was it, did you identify a venue, uh, uh, what do you call it, a, a place you wanted to go? It was going to be in you wanted to. Okay. Okay. Go mm, ahead. Right. I do remember it was mm. going to be in October, Zambia. So we're, we're, all of us from the diaspora meet. Okay. Yeah, it was going to brainstorm because we. we what what were what were you looking to do at this event? What was the objective this and why was Zambia? Really to discuss, of course, Zambia because all of us speak mm -hmm. on different platforms, and all of us yes. were spread across the world. So we were wanted to have that event where we could actually. Um, tell the nation who we were, what our plans mm -hmm. were, what we're doing. Because one of the things that most people forget is that we all have track records where we have been. I think we have done fairly well. Um, and mm -hmm. again, all of us, some of us are still struggling. But, but the point is that I think Zambians outside are very resilient. So the thing mm -hmm. we wanted to say is we want to really bring the issue, take the issue to Zambia and say, look at us. We are your children. Let's talk. Let's brainstorm. And not everyone is arrogant. Because we're, we're all different, really. Like, even in Zambia, they're arrogant. Zambians at home right now. You'll find them. <laughs> so we're all different. I mean, it's, we're all made different. Even in our families, we're all, the way God made us is very special. And I think that's, our focus was really to go home so that people have an idea. Because instead of just, I think we had done enough speaking from outside. And, you know, there's only a certain time frame that these issues can take. You only have so much time. So you get to this phase, you, speak, you know, you speak on radio, you say this is enough now. What's the next phase? And the next phase is let's go home. So they see us and let's brainstorm what are their issues, what are our issues. And that also now takes this thing to relationships. That's the other level. So that's really the details of that event that was supposed to happen. But, of course, uh, you know, as God would have it, something else happened and I think today it's really 10 years to the day that we attended the endeavor that this uh, policy has come about and people can talk about the, the African Union uh, but it's because of the fight that that's been there that's true um, yes you know we, we actually uh, at least on my part we, we've been engaged with the World Bank so they see these things they, they read mm -hmm. uh, press they see the fight so uh, yeah, I think in short, that's really what that event was supposed to to highlight. Okay, um, uh, I don't, I know you, you, you guys are not saying much on Manawansk. Okay, you said about Chivara B and uh, Sata. We, we, when we had Mr. Sata here as a, what do you call it, as an opposition leader, he he made his position very clear. Okay, let, let's not they say what. Yeah, let's listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. First of all, when a person is suffering from a complex, it's only people who are suffering from a complex who are crying for dual citizenship. I don't have a complex. And as I don't have a complex, my children were born in England. They are not British. And the reason why you want dual citizenship, you want to have it both ways. You want to be an American or Canadian and Zambian at the same time, where you go wherever it suits you. Our our Mr. P. Kachara, the song one time, what you like to do is, let Zambia compete 
in the world economy, in the world business, in the world politics, like anybody else. This question of dual citizenship is not the answer. Dual citizenship shows the complex when you suffer from a complex. That's why you want to have half American, half British. So I don't believe in that. And it's not necessary to run. <laughs> okay, that was President Sata's position on dual citizenship. We're not going to dwell on that. Um, I think the first, I think one, uh, a stage in our Zambian, we'll be getting to the policy. I don't know how many of you have read this uh, diaspora policy. I, I was trying to read it and uh, I have my own opinion on it. The, the government or the party or the president that really sort of embraced and tried to connect with with the Zambian diaspora was uh, Rufia Banda, which is MMD there. Uh, Musaba, I want you to speak to that with the diaspora desk and all that. Uh, Titus, you remember when we, Dr. Patrick, you remember when we went to Las Vegas? They sent a person from the diaspora desk to join us in Las Vegas when we had that event. Musaba, talk about Arabi's position on your citizenship and uh, the diaspora desk. Um, I think, again, uh, we might sound repetitive, um, I think I can address even the response from President Sata, which is actually very yeah. similar. To, to Please do. Him, right? the, the key is that there, there's miscommunication. So when we started talking about having a conference in Zambia, is to try and clarify that miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, because people don't really understand what it means. Now we can't start discussing this because the government has already offered dual citizenship. They have written diaspora policy, so really they actually that part is now understood. We were trying to emphasize the importance as well of diaspora remittances, right, which really benefits the home countries more than even the people, because we are pulling money out of the countries where we live into the countries where we came from. So it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with complex. Now, um, when you look at uh, the diaspora desk, um, yes. and I think even the people that, that went to Zambia, like Paul and, and Chasaya, uh, and even the meetings that we used to have at Diaspora Connect was that it, we wanted it to be at the ministry at the same Ministry of Foreign okay. Affairs, not at State House, right? Because if it's at the ministry, then it's not tied to politics. Now, when it was at, at uh, State House, not that the President Rupia wanted to be political. No, that's not what he wanted. But the danger was when government changes, the, the other guys that come in, they don't want it. But if you remember... When the MMD brought the dual citizenship uh, uh, to Parliament, mm-hmm. right? It was yes. the PF. It was the PF MPs that voted against it. And then when they came into power, they are the ones that voted in favor. So you see how political it is. It's not necessarily that it's, it's a bad thing to happen, but people just want to play politics about everything. Of course, they mm-hmm. just want. They just want to play politics. So in that regard, in that regard, it, it's very important that we are careful uh, the way we 
we look at, say, political statements, the way political statements are made, because even though the founding father of PF was so much against uh, the diaspora, it is the PF that actually seemed to have like also pushing it forward, including uh, respecting what has been achieved in the past. Now, mm. we would like to have the equivalent of the diaspora desk come back. I think okay. that's important that it comes back. Yeah, it is. Uh, Sakala, you attended the Indaba, right? That's right, yes. Okay, talk to us. Uh, what, was, what, what was your experience at the Indaba? What happened? What came out of it? Okay, I think the Indaba was marked a very important turning point um, with regards to the issue of um, the diaspora and dual citizenship. Uh, this mm -hmm. is because what happened was they, when we arrived um, the, um, in Zambia, we had asked for audience with the president and at the first time they uh they said that it was he was very busy it wasn't going to work out but um mm. we were fortunate to enough that uh, later during the endeavor uh, i think it was during the towards the end that uh, they came and told us that uh he would have some time so it, they took us all to dinner at that house and it and the reason why i wanted to have um, uh, to meet him and talk with him was to make sure that that thing doesn't end there. And mm -hmm. I believe that's what led to the establishment of the diaspora uh, desk at State House. And, uh, and then the whole thing, the interview was live. In fact, we didn't realize that we, it was live on our media. And uh, and then during the interview, we, would, uh, we were involved with discussions in different groups. They were divided in different groups to discuss certain issues as the, the, the main uh, focus of the the main reason for Linda was to find a way out of those uh, the economic problems that were uh, uh, taking uh, that were happening at that time. So through the discussions and then the, the exposure to media and Josiah um, made a speech and there was something there was a, something that he said which the president actually referred to during the dinner and Sasaias used he spoke in Bemba and said to the <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and so when we were having dinner the president actually said, You see, I was moved to, almost to tears by that uh, phrase. And so uh, effectively the whole I think the attitude towards the diaspora and uh, the sentiment work actually uh, changed in my view. Uh, in uh, mm. during that through that um, uh, meeting and the, the the exposure we had and the speech that uh, 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 Josiah was gave, which was televised live, and so wow. the, the that that was very powerful because after that I think the way um, the attitude that people would have towards anything diaspora. Uh, Kind of started tipping towards the positive, uh, in, in, in uh, going the uh, positive direction. I think that has been, uh, it's been the belt, uh, the, 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 it's been uh, that has been building towards you know everything that's coming up. That's that's what I uh, that's what I think about the endeavor. Josiah, yeah. before we switch to this actual policy document here and engage everybody else here who has called in, I don't know how many of us have read this. 
Um, what prompted you to to use the phrase Tulibana Ben? <laughs> well, it was just the background, and I think uh, to date it's one of the most difficult speeches I've ever made. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because uh, the time we were given to speak, I remember it was 4 p.m. People had spoken, delegates from all over the world, uh, and the meeting overran. So from 4 p.m., according to the time to the schedule, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, had, we had arrived the previous night about 2 a.m., went through the, the presentation just to rehearse. So we, I was very tired. And so the time now when I was now going to speak, which was two hours later, I was very tired. And I wasn't even given a warning. You know, So you're in the middle of about 700 guests and uh, almost the whole Zambian cabinet, civil servants. And I always remember this thought that, wow, if something went wrong in this, I mean, God forbid a bomb went off in this Mulungush conference center, the whole leadership, at least 90%, would would be gone. That's how powerful, I mean, in terms of delegation and we're diplomats all over. So you can imagine you're tired. The thought you're given has passed, so now you're just waiting. And as it turned out, I think 6.30, I was now said the diaspora is going to present. Now, mm. when you make a presentation, you have to set up. So I was yeah. not even set up. So I had to go from where I was seated to now try and set this thing up. And so I had to tell the chairman, who was Professor Monalushi, then that I'm not ready. You've, you've just told me now. So by the time I went to speak, um, my lips were dry. <laughs> And as it turned out, it was 6.45. What I didn't know was that it was heading towards the news time. So, of course, now I had to speak. And I knew that the the thing that would really connect with these people, because they know, what they expect is, oh, you know, you you people here, you you don't know anything. So, for me, that was a reflection to say, well, we are your children, you know, so hear us. And, And the room went silent. And I think I made my presentation however long, and it really still fed on all the things we talked about as, as Zambians abroad. Our, our children are here, we want to bring our skills here, um, we want to bring uh, a lot of, uh, even the innate things that we have. So it, it covered a lot of things, how we can help, how we can also be helped, because our children are growing up here, how do they connect to their home country? So in short, it was a speech that spoke to what I, I, I thought was relevant, and uh, the long story short, I didn't realize I was on national TV. And when I finished the speech, all I wanted was just to go and sit down. And as I rushed to go and take my seat, protocol then demanded that every speaker goes and shakes the president. Mm-hmm. And because I was such in a rush, I was just so much relieved because my throat was aching. <laughs> I just <laughs> so I just went straight to sit. I'm like, it's over with. But then I just got a tap and said, man, you've not greeted the president. So I had to go oh, back so then, after that. Then you went back and greeted the president. <laughs> yeah, then I remember Minister, the finance minister asking for my presentation. And I think things just rolled on from there. The next thing was, wow, what was that? Yeah, okay. So it's a uh, moment that we really utilized well. Thank you. Excellent. You, Those of you joining us, we're doing a sort of a reflection of the journey of a diaspora engagement by a government has come from. The gentlemen we are speaking to here were involved in this process years, years ago. 
uh, through an organization called Zambia Diaspora Connect. Mr. Simon Sakala is joining us from Japan, Musawa in Canada, and Chasaya too. Uh, Matilda, you are telling me somebody has a question. Who has a question? Uh, Nathan, good morning, and thank you uh, for having this great topic. It's something that we needed to have after uh, reading the diaspora policy. Now, my colleagues in Florida are listening, and mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to see if I can decipher this message. They wanted to know if they were going to ask. I want... Yes, uh, that's why I said... Mm -hmm. Yes, they wanted to find out from the gentleman if there's an agenda in place. I wish they could have clarified more what they meant by that, but that was the question they wanted to find out. Agenda... Um, it, it, that's the way the question reads? Yes. They say, is there... Uh, they say they want to... Wait. Is there an agenda in place? That's the question they wanted to find out from the gentleman. Let me ask them to clarify, then I'll come back to you, Nathan. Please ask the person to call in so that they ask. Because remember, this is a we are doing a reflection. These gentlemen were involved in this process years ago, before we got where we before we even had. A, okay, you listen. This is Zambia Block Talk Radio. We're doing a retrospect on the Zambia's diaspora policy. Everybody remember this year we're celebrating 10 years. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas on uh, September 13th and 14th. We're going to have a celebration there and a business meeting the whole day, Saturday 14th. You can register at www.zbtr.org. Okay? You can join. I don't know how many people have read the, I don't know how many people have read the diaspora policy. Um, I don't know. Asakal, have you read it? Musaba, have you read it? I don't know. Uh, let me ask other people here. Uh, I mean, I've read it. Titus, have you read it? Cletus, have you read this thing? Yes, I've read the. I've read the, I think maybe three quarters of the diaspora policy, and um, I've read uh, the other policies uh, from the countries that um, the Zambian government referred to as uh, the exemplary. Uh, diaspora policies that they looked at when they were formulating their the Kenyan uh -huh. and the Ghanaian. Yes. Okay. Do uh, the, do the, give us a one, two, three minutes. Like remember the question they used to ask us in school: compare and contrast. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Masakal, I hated that question. When you come across that question in the exam. Compare and contrast, yeah. <laughs> okay, Cletus, <laughs> can you do a compare and contrast? What stands out to you from this before I throw some things at us uh, as we go along with our discussion? that one with the other countries? Yeah, okay, just speak what you want to say. What, what stands out to you in this policy? Is it... Uh, is it satisfactory? Is it addressing issues that you can say, yeah, on this one they were thinking about me. Yeah, this one makes sense. I don't know. Talk about it. Okay, sure. Uh, first of all, I would like to, to thank the gentleman that uh, you, you spoke to. And um, I, I attended um, uh, the Zambia Diaspora Connect uh, conference that was held, I think it's 10 years ago, and it was very mm -hmm. productive and uh, there was a lot of zeal, and, and they pushed uh, 
and the Rupia Banda government to even establish the diaspora policy. So they did a really, really good job. Musala Chasaya, Polupunga, Choram Kanga, Tandiwe, and uh, Bright Chingani. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's something that we should uh, we should emulate. And yes, uh, yes. coming back to the policy, as, uh, as Musawa said, you see the danger in having uh, just a policy, because the policy is just, it's just an idea, you know. It's just an, an approach, a guideline. It, it, it's not enacted into law. So as, mm. as everybody was, once this government leaves, another government that comes can try something else, can push it aside, you know. It, that, so that, that's why, sorry to interrupt you, that's why immediately the other government took the other party took over government they eliminated the, the diaspora desk that's what you are saying right exactly and and look uh, i've been interacting with uh, these government people you know whenever they come to new york i find time to talk to key people i'll insist that mm -hmm. they sit in dinner and as you correctly said Nathan, Sata didn't want um the diaspora policy. That was his personal experience, and we don't know why. Mm. And when I spoke to Mr. Given in person, and I told him, you guys, this is a no-brainer. And he said, well, the boss is the leader, and we feel that is right, <laughs> that can't have this for security reasons. You guys are running away. You know, all those. And, 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 and when Balung took over, and we talked, we talked to people there, and they said like the, the, the president really likes the idea of the diaspora, um, I mean, the dual citizenship. So and you can't the, run away from the point that the leader sets the tone, okay? In every yeah, aspect. Stuff like this, Nathan, stuff like, you know, the diaspora issue is, is supposed to be taken seriously that they, they shouldn't have, like, a diaspora desk at some point. They just need a branch at, at foreign affairs. You know? yes. uh, now that you say that, wait, 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 let us, now that you say that, speak to the Kenyan thing. How is the Kenyan thing structured, or how do they do it? Which other one did you read? I read the, the Ghanaian one. The, 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 there's okay. no much difference. The, the Zambian people just copied it. You know, they say that it said that, that the preamble that they sent people um, to to Ghana and to Kenya, and then they sent people to to the diaspora. And you know, I, I communicate with a lot of you leaders in the diaspora. I don't know which leader, which person they ever ever consulted. I don't know. Maybe some of you are okay. To. <laughs> okay, let, let stop. Let stop right there. Stop right there. Asakala, I, I don't you. know what, what your comment is. I think what Hello? Yes, go ahead. Did you hear what I said, Basakala? Okay. No, no, no. no. You faded you fade it out. So, could you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Could you repeat so, what, what? Yeah, I just said that uh, based on what Cletus has said, I don't know how much you heard everything he said. And uh, we're trying to examine our policy. Yeah, so a policy is just a policy, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe our Sambila can help us here. Um, <laughs> so is this into law or what is this? Can somebody come into power and say, forget this, I'm not interested? 
Well, um, I'm not in a position to <laughs> to um, <laughs> to say whether that. Uh, I, I, I I must say I'm not very familiar with the uh, last aspect of it. But and also the other thing I like to say is I saw the I I had uh, I got access to this policy document a few days mm. ago. I just came. They didn't really. I was just looking for just looking at the major issues that have been. Uh, uh, Considered and hoping that when I have time, I could just I'll go read through it. But the fact, the important fact remains the same: that um, uh, the whole thing has to uh, be such that it it should one endure. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not for it shouldn't be for something for one government, and when the other government comes in and uh, they have their own ideas or their own ways of doing things, and it just um, uh, like jumped upon and forgotten about. Yeah, so the, I think the next most important thing to do is, is how does this uh, become an enduring instrument or a tool for mm. both the diaspora to get involved and for government to benefit from diaspora. And like, um, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, it was said that the uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the the disappearance of the Astro desk uh-huh. is, is one such example of what would happen with uh, anything like this. So, yeah, um, yeah. The, the next step forward is how do we, how does this thing become something that can be incorporated into, like, the, the different ideas that are coming up with that it should be in uh, the government, Minister of Foreign Affairs. Or yeah, it's I, I think what we need to do is to continue pushing like you gentlemen did in the years past, pushing until I think the pushing shouldn't stop. Let me do this. Let me get a comment from Titus Roger. And uh I don't know, Matilda, where is Matilda? She came back with a question from uh uh from Florida. Let me get a comment from Titus Roger and then we shall probably conclude with uh, Chasaya Musava. And Asakala, Titus, you interacted with Mrs. What's her name? Who used to be at the time? Anyway, comment from whichever angle you want to talk. Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon, other people, and evening, other. Uh, I had interaction with uh, Ngoza Muntali, Mrs. Ngoza Muntali, yeah. who was at in Arabi's uh, government. I actually saw what the diaspora desk looked like at State House. You uh, went there. Without telling us. Well, you start, start, some of the things that I do, people might not know. You have I know, of, you know me. Yeah, yeah, me but I, I actually went there. Uh, I was so fortunate that uh, uh, I personally talked to her and did an invitation to say you've come to the radio so many times and we are meeting 50 Zambians, I think that's when Dr. Coplande, uh, Sebastian Coplande was bringing 50 Zambians from Zambia to Vegas where we met uh, uh, with you, Nathan. Uh, mm-hmm. The important thing that I picked up is that, like everybody says, these policies that are going uh, shouldn't be changed by the change of government. It's very, very important. I've noticed two, three things I can't speak about now, but sometime later. I've noticed how... We shall shall continue this discussion. I can tell from this 
and Josiah, I'm sure everybody you agree that uh, uh, there's still a lot of pushing that needs to be done here. It, uh, still a lot of is, pushing. It, especially my challenge to everybody who is here and anybody who listens and any Zambian is that we have a lot of people that might even rub shoulders with the current government, previous government. I don't know why we fail, whether it is somebody's idea. I read and I listened to what the Minister of Finance was saying yesterday. Mm-hmm. Day, yesterday. I mean, it sounds like a personal thing, how she feels, but is there any way we can make it the Zambian government feels this way? Whether we change government or whatever, we cannot not worry about the reserves that are decreasing and say, yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about that and this and that. But if you get out of there, can another person not worry about that? And, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing. The diaspora desk, if at all it could work for us, I hear what Tessai is saying about putting it to the ministry. That's what we should push. It shouldn't just be a desk somewhere. Uh, Mrs. Ngoza Muntali had a different thing that she was doing, but I commend mm. uh, Arabi for using her to channel that also. It was just something like you, Nathan, you are a pastor, then we ask you to do this blog ready. Yeah, I know. That uh, Titus, I'm running out of time. We'll continue this sure, discussion. Matilda, do we, have we had a clarification on that question? Matilda. I'm here, Nathan. I'm sorry. I'm saying, do we I, have a clarification? I, I think that the person is, is typing. <laughs> it's still showing that the person is typing. So, no, okay. sir, I yes. don't have a full question. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you've read the police document. No, I <clears throat> tell you that. I, I saw quite a bit of um, the, 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 the write-up, um, mm-hmm. even before I concluded the reading. <clears throat> at the end of the day, I feel, oh my goodness, that's when I started talking and then I'm choked. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Because you keep rejoicing about this NDC win, Valle Koloa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> I, you know, you, you, you've just said nothing that um, each successive government, when they come, the, the policy changes. What I would like to find out is, uh, say, for instance, from our friends, the Ghanaians, they, uh, they are a very good example. How much was the policy driven by the diaspora themselves? What did they bring to the table to drive the, discuss, the discussion? We seem to be uh, depending on the people who are in Zambia, who don't even understand the life of a person who lives in the diaspora. All they see is a green bag coming from here when they're making this policy. They do, they do, they do not really understand uh, what is the makeup of, of, of the diaspora. So. It must be first and foremost for any policy to to work. I think it has to be driven, uh, to be driven by us. By the by um, the people affected we, directly. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, look at okay. The way we let me stop. Let me stop you there, Roger. We've run out of time. Um, 
And let me see. Rasa Kala, it's been good to have you back. Yeah. Oh, it's been a and It's been very <laughs> Yeah, and it, 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 we need to continue pushing this thing, Musaba. Um, we need to continue test. Yes, I'm saying it looks like we still need to continue pushing this thing, Chasaya Musaba. Yes, I think we do. However, I have to give credit to the government because mm -hmm. I have read, like, I, I looked at the glimpse and last night I read the whole thing. Um, I think it's very well written. And I don't think it's written from the point of view. It's, it, it has taken into consideration what the Zambian diaspora wants. That, I can assure you, at least on paper, they have taken that into consideration. However, That's the key word, on paper, they, on paper. They, <laughs> Let's do this. We, we, we need to stop here. Josiah, thank you. If you guys can call okay. back in a few minutes, we can conclude properly. I've run out of time here. We will continue pushing this. In my opinion, this is not the end. It's just the beginning. Let's go back in. Oh. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Bye. Oh, thank you.